Hi, this is Jerome Gilmartin, JMJ Catholic Radio, bringing local and EWTN Catholic programming to northeastern and central Pennsylvania. And now, let's listen to the My Jesus Mercy program with Jill Grady. Joe? Thank you, Jerry, always for those kind words, and a very good afternoon to all the beloved family of mercy. We're truly humbled and blessed to air with you usually every other Friday in the hour of great mercy, the three to four o'clock hour, the most powerful hour of the day when his mercy triumphs over his justice. And as Jerry mentioned, my name is Joe Grady from My Jesus Mercy Ministries, and we are located at the City of God on Mary's Land, the home of St. Faustina's Chapel, located in uh, Pleasant Mount, in beautiful Pleasant Mount, a little cold and chilly up in Pleasant Mount, looking out, gazing upon some snow, which maybe you don't have, you do have, or you don't have, depending on your location here in northeastern Pennsylvania. But it is a beautiful sight, and even a more beautiful sight, I guess, than the sun has been out and is melting the snow away. So this is the home of St. Faustina's Chapel. And to all the beloved family of mercy who were able to attend this great blessing we had yesterday, which was the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe, although I'm airing with you on Friday. It was a very special day honoring our beloved Blessed Mother under her title of Our Lady of Guadalupe, Mother of Mercy, Mother of Life. It was truly a grace-filled day, very exhausting, still exhausted to this moment. A lot of times, beloved graces, amazing graces, sanctifying graces, it does it to us. I guess even when you're a little bit older, you're more uh, apt to maybe take a little nap just on the spur of the moment, which I did probably about 10 minutes ago. But by the grace of God, my angel woke me up. And I should be refreshed, but I'm still basking in the graces of that beautiful, lovely, amazing day honoring our Blessed Mother. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Maybe we could say a little prayer to Our Lady of Guadalupe. I just want to read first uh, what our good friend Cardinal Raymond Leo Burke said about Our Lady. You know, or maybe you do not know, he has the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe out in La Crosse, Wisconsin. urge you, if you ever get a chance, you're out that way, please visit. It's a beautiful, magnificent shrine to Our Lady of Guadalupe, and he would always quote our Holy Father of fond memory, John Paul, that she is the star of the new evangelization. So Cardinal Burke said, in what context does the Virgin of Guadalupe propose to teach us the mysteries of God, ever faithful and always merciful? It is in the context of our entrance into the house, or I'm sorry, our entrance into the house of God to pray and to offer to Him the worship which He Himself inspires in us and strengthens us to carry out. And in that worship, right, it's our free will that worships God. And I think you might have heard me say it before, I made a mention yesterday at our Mass. These were the words from Gamiel, 
who was considered the Pharisee of love. We hear of him in the uh, Book of Acts, where he once said that every breath that we take is the Holy Spirit giving us a kiss. And every time that we worship God, we glorify God, that's when we, in return, give him a kiss. Beautiful sentiment and reality, right? We will never know what we missed until we kissed him, God, our Lord, our brother, our Savior, our all. And there's a little prayer here from Cardinal Burke to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Dearest Lady, fruitful Mother of Holiness, teach us your ways, your gentleness, your strength. Hear our prayer offered with deep felt confidence to beg this favor. And then we would state our intention, whatever it may be. So just take a moment for your intention. Give a moment of silence. O Mary, conceived without sin, I come to your throne of grace to share the fervent devotion of your faithful Mexican children who call to you under the glorious title Guadalupe, the virgin who crushed the serpent. Amen. And she's the mother of us all. You know, that beautiful country of Mexico, which was once under the tyranny, and it may be going that way again, or it is in some circles, of death, of human sacrifice. And that human sacrifice was to the false gods, right? The stars, the moon, the sun. But Our Lady came and dispelled that darkness. And we pray that she comes and dispels that darkness not only in Mexico, in America, in the West, that has rebelled against this great gift of our holy Catholic faith. We need her more than now than ever. Not only is she the star of the new evangelization, but she is the mother of mercy and the mother of life. So all life comes through her son, and that mercy, she calls upon him for all of her children. She begs, pleads, implores mercy from the heart of God for all her children. The children that Jesus gave to her at the foot of the cross, right? When he said, son, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. Speaking to John in the natural, speaking to Our Lady in the supernatural. Yes, John took her under his roof, but she went, he went to the school of Mary. He learned the intimacy of God to Our Lady. And that's what she wants to teach each and every one of us, beloved, is the intimacy of God, which is the very breath we take. And that very breath we take as we worship God, we kiss Him. And that breath that we take, each and every one of our breaths, even though it might not be used always for glorifying God, but 
the Spirit is always kissing us, coaxing us to come to that love of God and that love through His well-beloved spouse. Okay, beloved, in this great hour of mercy, we are blessed to recite the chaplet of the Divine Mercy for the end of abortion in the culture of death. And in doing so, for this exclusive intention, we receive a superabundance of grace. It's given to us by our Pope of fond memory, St. John Paul. Before we do, beloved, I want to make the mention, because we do have a lot of people to pray for. First, that we are 3,048 days into the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary to the glory of the Most Holy Trinity. We are gazing upon our Lord right here from the city of God of Mary's land to the city of Mary in Neopokalana. Placing all your cares, your hopes, your dreams, your desires into his most merciful heart, asking him to bless you at this moment in a very deep and abiding way. For he is our God of mercy. And that Neopokalana means the city of Mary. So, from the city of God on Mary's land to the city of Mary in Poland, we implore his deep and tender mercy for each and every one of us. Okay, so we're going to pray for our dear sister in Christ, beloved member of our family of mercy, for probably over 30 years who went home to God. She was 96 years old, God rest her soul. Lived a very devout and fruitful life, and I speak of Palma Ritchie. So for Palma we say, a blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you, a blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus. As a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you, a blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus. As a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you. Okay, we want to pray for Adam for his conversion. Joan, who has breast cancer, we want to pray for Jeff for problems with his colon. We want to pray for Maureen for her health. Father Alalco for his health. He's over there right where we're broadcasting from. And that is the St. Joseph's Oratory. He's a priest of St. Joseph Morello. So keep Father in your good prayers. I pray for Jimbo that he has good test results and all his intentions. Well, beloved, we have exciting news. Uh, Jerry, you might know, Featherby, who is no stranger to JMJ Catholic Radio, by the grace of God, we'll be starting a new pro-life apostolate. So first and foremost, keep her in your prayers. And in January, by the grace of God, uh, we'll turn the program over to Jerry for uh, an hour to host and to explain this new apostolate, a desperately needed pro-life apostolate. So uh, we'll let you know when Jerry will be with us. She's a wonderful woman of God. Okay, so as we made a mention, we're going to be praying the chaplet of divine mercy now. And as I said about this chaplet of divine mercy being exclusive, although the intention is exclusive, it does embrace all of our cultural sins against life. These sins are affecting and defecting a mass portion of the world's population, especially, most especially in the West. 
And unfortunately, America plays a leading role in this evil. And we're almost ashamed to say that, but the truth must be told. I know if you heard me say before in this program that we speak the truth in love and charity, and we know the truth is someone who is Jesus Christ. So when you hear a brother or a sister in Christ, even maybe a religious, politely interrupt them if they say, well, you know, that person, he or she, is pro-choice. Say, no, they're pro-murder. As I said to you before, choice could be a good thing or a bad thing. There's nothing good about murdering a baby in the womb. And always be courteous and kind, but speak the truth. Because Satan, he hates the truth. He doesn't want it out there. He will sugarcoat language because it's an attack upon the eternal word of God. Okay? The verbiage is used in a subtle manner these days to deceive the masses. But we can cut to the chase, beloved, by speaking the truth of what it is. Just like we're saying now, that abortion is murder. It's not a choice to be made by anyone of goodwill who loves God and loves their neighbor. So now let us pray this chaplet of divine mercy for the end of abortion in the culture of death. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Say, you expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls. And an ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O fount of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth in the heart of Jesus, as a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth in the heart of Jesus, as a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth in the heart of Jesus, as a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Spread the effect of grace, thy flame of love over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven, sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence He shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. 
Eternal Father, I offer to thee the body and blood, soul, and divinity of thy dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world, eternal Father. I offer to thee the body and blood, soul, and divinity of thy dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer to thee the body and blood, soul, and divinity, of thy dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. <clears throat> Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer to thee the body and blood, soul, 
and divinity of thy dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and dawn the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and dawn the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and dawn the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and dawn the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world, eternal Father, I offer to thee the body and blood, soul and divinity, <clears throat> thy dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. And doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us, and doing the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and doing the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and doing the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless, in the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us, increase your mercy in us, that in difficult moments we might not despair, nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your most holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you, Jesus, I trust in you, Jesus, I trust in you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for our sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. And pray that chaplain of divine mercy often, beloved, for the end of abortion and the culture of death, for the grave, grievous ills of our culture, we may truly become one nation under God again. 
and dispel all the evils that are affront to God. And as we're going to pray in a moment, Jesus Christ is Lord. It all stems from that denial that Jesus Christ is Lord. If he were the Lord of this country and of this world, we wouldn't be destroying life in the superabundance of the hatred of Satan that is unleashed upon our world. Now, we are going to pray the prayer that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Eternal Father, and from the depths of our being, the heart, not the muscle in our chest, or a symbol thereof, but from our free will, where love resides. We make reparation for the most egregious sin of our age, the outright denial of the lordship of Jesus Christ in our lives, in our culture. A small example, in the Father's eyes, it would be a huge example. Again, speaking, on speaking the truth, all right, we hear a lot of people, and I'm sure it's probably done out of sinful habit. They might or might not realize that they're saying it, but it's up to us if they take the Lord's name in vain whether it be Jesus' name, the Father's name. So in the case of maybe it being Jesus' name, we could interrupt them and say, excuse me, my friend, that's my brother you're speaking about. Yes, you might get a peculiar look from the person, but then let God do the rest. And if they question you, well, who is your brother? Well, you mentioned him by name, but you mentioned his name in vain. Because Jesus Christ, who is my brother, is Lord. Or if they take the Father's name in vain, he is my Father. He is the creator of this whole universe. And we are to honor him because he is our Father. And we are his children. So that's what when we speak and live in the truth, beloved, not saying it makes us any better than someone else, okay? Because if it's not for the grace of God, there go I. But the reality is to instruct, right? This is a spiritual work of mercy, to inspr- instruct the ignorant. Like I said, some might be taking the Lord's name in vain just as a bad habit, not even thinking of what they're doing. But the name of God is so sacred that even the Jews in the Old Testament would not even mention his name. Right? When Jesus comes, call him Father, right? Our Father, who art in heaven. So he wants us to utter his name, but to utter it in love. Because that is who he is. Okay, so 33 times from our hearts, let's pray. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. 
Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. And every knee shall bow in the heavens, on the earth, and under the earth. And every tongue shall proclaim to the glory of God the Father that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Now, beloved, we're going to pray 13 times. Come, Holy Spirit, come. By means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse, we continue humbly to ask from the heart that the Holy Spirit will come down from on high and renew the face of the earth. In our age, that is the plan of the Most Holy Trinity for the accomplishment of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. It all is in God's hands when He wills it in the fullness of His time for that triumph to come and the bondage of Satan and the masses of the world not be enslaved by his malice for a period of time. Our Lady told us at Fatima, when Immaculate Heart will triumph, thus will we convert it, and a year of peace will be granted to the world. So we say, come, Holy Spirit, come, by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come, by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come, by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come, by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come, by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come, by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come, by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come, by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come, by means of the powerful intercession 
of the Immaculate Heart to Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart to Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart to Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart to Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart to Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Now, Jerry, if we could have the station ID. <clears throat> we're, listen we're listening to the My Jesus Mercy program with Joe Grady on 104.5 FM Scranton and Wilkes-Barre, <clears throat> 90.9 FM Laceyville, 91.7 FM Dushore, and 91.9 FM Houtstill, uh, Altoona Reaching State College in Central Pennsylvania. Back to you, Joe. Thank you, Jerry. And, uh, beloved, this will probably be our last program before the Christmas season uh, begins. And I know that James A. Catholic Radio turns all the broadcasting over to EWTM during the course of that holy time, that octave of Christmas, right, which is Christmas to January 1st, Mary, Mother of God. So we'll be picking up with you again in the new year, as I mentioned to you a little bit earlier. Hopefully we will be blessed to have uh, Jerry Featherby come and do the program and explain to you the great grace that our Lord is inspiring within her to help women who are in desperately need who have had abortions. So it will be a tremendous program a lot of grace, and please keep Jerry in your prayers. Okay, and also want to make a mention of our Mass yesterday in honor of Our Lady of Guadalupe. We presented the My Jesus Mercy Evangelization Award, and this year's recipients were Matthew, Jessica, and Charlie Nickel. They are the caretakers of the Divine Mercy Farm. And I truly mean the caretakers. They have great love, hospitality, and even though they're growing food for those who are in need, they are not only just feeding the natural man, but instructing those who come to the farm in the on the supernatural man, on the holiness of our holy faith. So it's just not a matter of like because the seed the old axiom about the seed. You know, you give somebody a seed, they can grow food or a fishing pole, and they could fish forever, right? So we are fishers of men in the inst that we will bring to them, first and foremost, the love of God, and that they will see God's love within us and giving them the natural goods for their body, right? St. James, James addresses that, where if someone's hungry and you just start feeding them the Word of God and don't supply their needs, well, it becomes fruitless. But when you supply both, give them their natural needs and give them their supernatural needs. So that's exactly what the Nickel family has been doing these past two years, believe it or not, come January, 
at the Divine Mercy Farm. So we're truly honored to have them a part of our lives, meaning like myself and Mary Kate, and so many others they have touched in our community up here when we have our masses and their uh, beautiful friends from down there in Scranton, right, that they've touched so deeply, and the Carmelite nuns, of course, whom they are growing the food for. So it's just a wonderful family. And they were even on EWTN speaking of the Divine Mercy Farm, which, of course, reached out to many souls in many places, given the utterance that their farm is just not to grow food for the natural man, but to feed the supernatural man that lives within us. And I also want to thank some who made it a very special day, Joe and Marjorie Ashcroft, who brought beautiful poinsettia flowers to adorn St. Faustina's Chapel, along with many of the other beloved in Christ, who uh, listened to our radio program, who were in presence there at the Mass yesterday, made it a very special and grace-filled day. I speak of Joanne, Paul, Adele, Marion, Michael and Marie, Chris, Jerry, uh, Kathy, and Dave, uh, Miriam, Marie, and Trish. We also had the Hamilton family, the Rennekamp family, the Marvin family, and many children, which is always a great joy to see within Holy Church growing up in the ways of God. So that's what this ministry, beloved family of mercy, is all about, is bringing the Lord of glory to souls that they may kiss him, they may embrace him by worshiping him and honoring him and glorifying him for the great gift of life that he has given to us. You know, beloved, I'm so honored to know you, the beloved family of mercy, as I refer to you because that's who you are within my listening voice. And sometimes I just like have to go off by myself and, you know, come to a point as like even right now, and I'm tearing up within my being. Hopefully I won't lose it to say to our merciful King, why have you allowed me to know so many beautiful souls that love you so much? And I, the most wretched of sinners. And I just have to say, Lord, you know, you have deemed to have mercy on whom you have deemed to have mercy on. And as I said before, Lord, don't you want to have mercy on everyone? Of course, he does. But he knows who will accept and embrace his mercy and who will reject it. And I plead anyone who might just be turning in this program off the cuff. It's no accidents, no coincidences but know that God so tenderly loves you and he wants you a part of his family. And it is a family of mercy, growing in his love, growing in leaps 
and in bounds of his love that's going to transform the world our help comes of course from the Lord who made heaven and earth and our lady and her promise at Fatima gives a security within our being to not be afraid God is in control of everything as bad as it sounds out there beloved he got it he has the program he is the Lord of the universe not Satan not his minions on earth he is the Lord of the universe always keep that deep in the recesses of your heart you will have no fear no matter what transpires in the world you will have no fear because the Lord will be at your side as your rod and your staff right as the Psalms say okay now we're going to continue on beloved with our retreat from the book I believe in love today regrettably most people only believe in themselves or their twisted notion of God they conform him to their image where they do not allow him to conform them into his image so he becomes a false God a relative God in their eyes not the one true God whom we know love serve and worship who can bring them life and happiness and that's why I believe this retreat from Father John of the heart of Jesus who addresses the little way of true love right the way of Therese of Lejeune and other notable saints he mentions here and I add in Saint Faustina from the Divine Mercy fame the Apostle of Divine Mercy to I hope enhance this beautiful retreat that Father John of the heart of Jesus takes us through and into okay so we'll pick up on the I believe in love desires humility and peace amen I say to you unless you be converted and become as little children you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven whoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven what are we feeble creatures worse than nothing because we are sinners we have received everything God has created us and moreover he must keep us in existence because if he forgot us for an instant left to our own devices we will return to nothingness if the proud person could only see how ridiculous he is as well as guilty when he flings his defiance at God one little vessel breaks in our our brain and our life is finished that well it is how fragile life is right we can hear Jesus in the scriptures right do not know the day or the moment that the Son of Man will call you unto himself 
That's why we must be ready. But we must be ready in trusting and surrendering all to him. And when we do, we will experience that true, authentic freedom, beloved. The freedom of the children of God, which he so desires for us to have. Father John continues, face to face with God, we have not a single right yet. This expression, my rights, comes so easily. We have a thirst for esteem, which is never quenched. These obvious truths remain particularly hidden from us. Right reason, grasp them. But in the habitual practice of our thoughts, blinded as we are by the passions, our interests, the love of ourselves, we forget our absolute creaturely dependence. This is because we do not look at the things we do not like to see. We do not like these truths, yet when we look at them in the face with the eyes of the divine master, what peace we shall find in them. The saints learn to rejoice in humility and humiliation. For humility and love of humiliation are of the same price. I speak here, obviously, of love of a love that is of pure will. For our fallen nature does not seek humiliation or love them. Our nature detests them. That's why we have carved in our culture God into our own image. Not the God who he truly is. Right? He is Jesus who is meek and humble of heart. But we ask him to make our hearts like unto his then we will find the reality beloved. then we will find the truths of life as far as I know there is nothing more repugnant to us which has a more deadly taste than humiliation it is truly in the taste of death since it is what makes us die to ourselves it kills us by making us smaller in the eyes of others and in our own eyes. But really, we should not even give a hoot one way or the other because our Lord, beloved, he detests, in fact, he hates human respect. That's not hating your neighbor. That's loving God first and foremost. And if you are humiliated, so be it. Just make an offering to our Lord for the salvation of poor sinners. I know it's easier said than done, but you know, each day as the Vatican Fathers have said to us, if we seek out the highest gift of wisdom from the Holy Spirit, then we will come to the understanding that this world is passing before us. This is not our true home. Our true celestial home is with God Most High to know, love, and to serve Him and to be happy with Him forever because He is the epitome of happiness itself because God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in Him. Jesus came down from heaven, beloved. Right? We think of this season of Advent 
the expectation of Christmas coming. So he came down from heaven to free us from our sins and to teach us the ways of the Father, to really come to the knowledge of the Father. That's why he wants us to utter the Father's name. That's why he says, not my Father in heaven. He says, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, right? That's what he says to us, to make us come to the understanding of the tenderness, the love of the Eternal One. Contempt and indifference, good Father John says, even more than contempt, is hard to accept. We must swallow the bitter gall of being left aside as insignificant why the idols of self is obliged to bow its head. But in this taste of death, our nature, there's also a taste of divine life because it is in the measure that we die to ourselves that we live in God, that Jesus takes a greater place in us. St. Francis of Assisi, imagining that on arriving at the monastery with little brother Leo, they would not be received, that the porter would not open the door for them, that he would leave them outdoors in the snow, or worse than that, that he would chase them away with a stick, he says to little brother Leo. That would be perfect joy. And that is but little compared to what I call the crudgling of a soul, lack of esteem, the ironies, the injustices of those with whom we live, whom we love, yet nevertheless humiliate us at times, often without intending it. Since the fall, we are all proud men. We want to dominate, we want to command, we want to be appreciated, we want to be applauded. Contempt and indifference leave a profound sadness, a painful bitterness in our souls. The apostles of the Last Supper, after these three years of life near our Lord, still disputed among themselves as to which of them was the greatest. What a contrast with Jesus. We spoke of his follies of love. Why were they follies of love? Because they were follies of humility and annihilation. Bethlehem, the infinite God, a little child on the straw of a manger. Nazareth, a poor God, a God who is at apprentice, apprenticed worker whom those near him, his own, tasted and treated him with disdain. He was with his apostles as one who serves and not as one who is served. The washing of the feet, Jesus on his knees before Judas, humbly and carefully washing his feet. Gethsemane, when he appeared before his father covered with all the sins of men, the festal robe in which Herod clothed him in a mockery, 
Barabbas preferred to him, raised on the cross with two thieves beside him. God put on the level of criminals. The cruel irony hurled at him when he was on the cross. He saved others. He cannot save himself. Come down if you can. And finally, the tabernacle until the end of time. All these are acts of humility. And in some cases, humiliation. Them humiliations that we receive in our life can be our crown of glory, beloved. If we invoke the Holy Spirit each day to ask Him from our hearts, help us. Help us to bear the burdens of life and the deep humiliations that we even experience from those we do not think that we will experience them from and know that they truly love us but the utterances that sometimes come out of their mouth let us echo in our minds Father forgive them for they know not what they do okay beloved we didn't have a whole lot of time left in our program but again, we want to wish you a very blessed Christmas and holy, healthy New Year. You are in the New Year already of Holy Mother of the Church that came with the first Sunday of Advent. So we wish you a blessed year in the Holy Church and one in the natural world to come. Because as I said, we will probably not be with you. But let us utter from our hearts, glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without an end. Amen. Again, Jerry, I want to wish you and Marie and your family a very blessed Christmas, and thank you for all that you do, Jerry, for JMJ Catholic Radio. You're sure welcome, Joe, and thanks to you as well, and Mary-Kate, wonderful contribution to the faith. Thank you. God bless one and all.